Hey, hey, friends and fellow truth seekers. How are you today? Welcome to the Brave New World Order podcast and straight out the catacombs of podcasting. I am Brandon St. One. I just want to thank you, lovely people, my listeners, for joining me on my journey, dissecting this reality. And today, we are going to look at a few things that I came across on the internet, on the interwebs. And we're going to expand a little bit on my previous episode about the Guardians of the Looking Glass. And we're going to dive into what the breadcrumb trail that they sent us on, the Guardians videos. And we're going to go a little bit more into Gideon, which was the video clip that we heard last podcast. Well, second to last podcast. My last podcast was the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, the Atlantean Tablet Number 4. And if you haven't heard that one, check that out. But my previous current events style episode was following the Guardians of the Looking Glass, which I have been doing since I started the podcast. So there's no turning back now. Gideon spoke about the social credit system that is going to be unleashed and it's already in place. And we're going to dive into the websites that were linked on that video and just take a look at what they're all about and see and just kind of, I'm just going to talk about what I think as we read through it. And we also are going to look at the taboo vaccines. I know, I don't even know if I can say it, but we're going to look at them because I personally... I feel strongly about this issue. I am like the sole member of my family, my brother, my his wife, my nephew, my mother, my grandmother, my aunts, my cousin. They are all jabbed. Not they haven't got the the most current booster yet, but everybody else has been uh Three shots, and I've seen some effects, and I don't like to get too personal about things, but this is real, and this is reality, and I've seen, I've seen effects. I've, had, I've seen a heart attack. I've seen a stroke. I've seen just changes in the way people act cognitively. I've seen breakouts of sores on the mouth. I've seen... Strokes, like I said, a heart attack. So I it's all anecdotal. And I know that these things could have happened if the shot wasn't involved because things do happen. Strokes, heart attacks, things happen. I'm not going to say that this is all linked, but it just the timing is interesting. And I just think it's worth talking about, especially when you hear the clips that I have for you today. Pretty wild stuff. And I'm not jumping to conclusions like I mentioned that almost in every episode because that's not what I'm about. I'm not going to be doom and glooming anything. But knowledge is power. And I'm going to stick to that. And all and any knowledge and any information is worth taking a look at. And 
without anybody telling you how to think. Think for yourself. Make your own judgments, your own assessments. And that's what I'm saying. And that being said, if you like this episode and you like this podcast, please subscribe and follow. That way you can know what episodes and when episodes are dropping. And it also helps out the podcast, which I thank you very much for doing so. You can also follow me on Twitter at Brave NWO Podcast and email me with any questions, concerns, feedback, show ideas, any articles, videos, anything that you come across that's interesting. I'd like to see it. So you can email me, the Brave New World Order Podcast at gmail.com. And if you really like what I'm doing here and you want to support the show and help see it grow, you can click the link in the show notes and help me out. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing so. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me on this journey. So let's dive into the topics that I got. And the first one I want to dive into, because I've been following the Guardians of the Looking Glass Saga since the beginning, I want to dive into Gideon, the man who is supposed to be a hacker. And he was from the clip that I played in the previous Guardians of the Looking Glass episode. And he spoke of the social credit score that is going to be in place and that is uh, that is in place and is going to be unleashed upon us. And this is called the CSRQ-M. And the CSRQ, those, are, those all stand for the different classes that we're all going to be part of, that we'll all be assigned. And before we get into each what each one of those is, I want to just go into who this Gideon character is. And I'm on a website that linked from the White Hats Blow the Whistle video clip that I played last time. There's a couple links there. One website is called oculumlabs.com and the other one is called The Order of Men. And uh, I'll post a link in the show notes so you guys can go over this yourselves too because don't take my word for it. I'm going to go through some of it. There's way too much information here to go through every single thing, but I want to dive into Gideon. And from the orderofmen.wixsite.com, Gideon's story. In December of 2021, a man with a background in high-level operations in the intelligence field was contacted by a trusted friend. This man shall be known as Gideon, and his friend shall not be named. The friend communicated to Gideon that they were in contact with IT professionals contracted by the governments of certain European nations to conduct stress tests on a new type of software being developed. These IT professionals are also known as white hat hackers. They had told Gideon's friend they were upset about what they were working on and wanted to blow the whistle on it. These IT professionals had all signed contracts and already had high-level clearances for them to break their silence and break their agreements could, in fact, cost them their lives. From this point forward, Gideon, his friend, and the IT professionals carefully coordinated on how to release this information. They took steps to ensure all communication between all parties was encrypted. They took steps and planned on how to release the information most effectively through third parties that they could trust. The information at hand was of grave concern for various reasons. It appeared to be software that would be used after a reset or a complete overhaul 
of the worldwide financial system. It also contained extensive modules relating to social credit scoring and management of the population. The software itself is called CSRQ-SM. C stands for common class. S stands for sovereign class. R stands for restricted class. And Q stands for quarantine class. The SM stands for social management. The software is back-end web-based suite that will be used to manage billions of people and their social credit profiles. It will also interface with the world's banks and integrate a new digital currency, likely to be called the USDR. The software in, is, in short, the operational software that will be used for the so-called financial reset. It combines two purposes, social credit and banking management. The IT professionals communicated that the class system in place was disturbing to them. It showed that billions of people would be classed as Class C or common and receive extreme limitations on property and asset ownership. It showed that they would be carefully monitored based on social behavior and fined and punished for misbehavior. The other classes were even more disturbing. Both Class R or restricted and Class Q quarantined were extremely restrictive in what they allowed. Anyone with these classifications would not be able to own between more than 250 to 500 in USDR at any time or virtually any type of private property. Their free speech and movement was also severely restricted. The common, restricted, and quarantined classifications also require COVID vaccinations to receive any kind of capital at all, including monthly stipend deposits. Find and demerits are in place if vaccine booster shot schedules are not adhered to. Enforcement also appears to involve physical detainment. The S-Class, or Sovereign, is a limited classification that appears to only apply to a very small percentage of the world's population, far less than 1%. It offers unlimited funds, no restrictions on asset holdings or private property, freedom of movement, no, no sections for fines or limitations at all, no requirement at all for vaccination, hence the term sovereign, which means one possessing or held to possess supreme political power. Among other definitions, which we recommend you review here as these definitions are extremely important. It was quickly apparent to the IT professionals who were hired to work on this software that it would be used worldwide and would apply to every person on earth. The software contained millions, in fact billions, of human profiles of individuals. The IT professionals explored the system and managed to find themselves that they were classified as S or sovereign, but their friends and family were nearly all classified as C or common. And various politicians and celebrities as well, virtually all of whom were classified as sovereign. Political dissidents and those they suspected may be troublesome to the system were also searched, and it was discovered many of them were classed R or restricted, or Q or quarantined. This included millions of Trump voters. The IT professionals also noticed 
a constant flow of capital into the sovereign class accounts. It appeared various assets were slowly being converted into the new currency. What was alarming was the ratio of conversion was extremely high and favorable. If, for example, a bank wire of euros was sent into the system for 10,000, it was converted into 430,000 in USDR. They also noted a lot of activity relating to the S-Class accounts, suggesting certain select individuals already had access to the software, or at least a third party, such as an asset manager, was using it to transfer funds and wealth into the new currency. The other account classifications had no activity at all. The IT professionals, along with Gideon and others, all felt it was extremely unfair to see the sovereign class accounts filling up with assets with such favorable conversion rate into the new currency, while no one else was or would apparently enjoy that opportunity. After a month of working on the software in late 2021, and in consideration of what they had seen, they began to quietly reach out to trusted parties they knew. These trusted parties would share the same sentiment that such a software was of grave concern. Eventually, all of this information was given to Gideon. From here, he made his own contacts in preparation for the release of this information. Various protocols were put in place by Gideon so that the information could survive what he called an initial censorship scan. He guided us and other outside parties to create brand new anonymous social profiles and prepare secondary profiles in the event the others were deleted. We were also not to act without his direction and instruction or perform any tasks that he did not pre-approve or authorize. These arrangements were then made and preparation for the release of this information begin in July of 2022. Of the most noted and greatest importance was the fact the IT professionals were able to change the statuses of some profiles. This led them to begin exploring if this could be done to all profiles. They were able to change profile classes from C, R, and Q to S successfully. It appears this is the case due to their high-level clearances, operational authority over testing the software, and the fact they are already classed as S or sovereign themselves. They were also able to delete the old social media data and voting database data that appeared to be responsible for placing so many people in such unfavorable categories. Once deleted, they could easily move those individuals into the sovereign class and the system did not issue an alert or alarm. The IT professionals are among hundreds of IT experts with high-level classified and specialized clearances who are working on this software. They have explained some of these individuals work remotely while others convene in government offices in Brussels, Copenhagen, Paris, and London. There is also an office in Alexandria, Virginia. The IT professionals must adhere to strict security protocols and information is tightly controlled. Despite these security limitations, they have been able to smuggle out key data, screenshots, some video of the software working, and other proofs. These were first delivered to Gideon's friend and then to Gideon himself. These proofs are indisputable and provide clear evidence of the purpose and design of the software. The IT professionals have provided documentation that indicates the software's use 
which was originally to be finalized in the year 2025. But this timetable has been urgently changed and moved forward recently. The IT professionals described various memos and internal emails which have pushed for quicker development and testing in anticipation of a rollout within one year or less. Other information obtained by Gideon indicates the software will only be used during an economic crisis or crash. It appears to have been designed to be used only during such a circumstance, largely due to the drastic changes it will implement to the financial system. These changes include 1. The complete elimination of all known nation-state currencies, all to be combined into one currency, the USDR. 2. A drastic downsizing and adjustment to capital markets. 3. All commodities will be priced in USDR, one currency. 4. Entirely new trading organizations are being set up to replace all stock markets and commodity markets. 5. Extreme capital and asset limitations will be placed on Class C, R, and Q classifications within the system. 6. All private property ownership appears to be something that will be banned completely, except for sovereign classes. 7. Liquidations and asset seizures are common. Concepts found within the documentation reviewed by the IT professionals. 8. There has been documentation indicating a severe financial collapse will precede the deployment of this software. The nature of it seems to be of a depression-level scale, if not worse. The scenarios presented indicate hyperinflation, a worthless U.S. dollar, mass protests, crime, power blackouts, internet outages, food shortages, and so on. These are but a few of the data points revealed. More will be revealed in future videos we post provided by Gideon. Our message is direct and simple, and it is shared by Gideon and the IT professionals. If freedom-loving individuals do not have their social credit profiles changed within this software before it comes online, they will be enslaved. If they do not change their classifications from C, common, R, restricted, and Q, quarantined, to S, sovereign, they will be enslaved. We have seen the back end. We have seen how all classes have been selected. This is the sense of urgency we have. The system will go online at some point between six months from now and no later than 2024. This means we have limited time to act. Gideon chose Bill Sweet to handle certain aspects of how to bring this online and Dark Days 20 to send and receive ciphers and encrypted comms. There are other individuals involved who will not be named at this time. Bill's website, oculumlabs.com, is going to be used to bring individuals in so we can choose the best people to have their profiles changed. Changing profiles cannot be done on a mass scale. They have to be changed one by one and carefully. This means we will need to set up a step-by-step -step system to bring people in and choose who will be prioritized. We set up a telegram and we think for now this is the best way to join up with us at this point. The IT professionals are risking their lives to help us 
They do not want any kind of compensation or donations, in part because they already enjoy sovereign class status. They have asked we perform and act only with the express permission of Gideon in terms of any kind of decision making and take extra care to utilize smart, safe, secure security practices while online. This simple website may be changed or deleted and moved to a new server at any given time. Gideon said we will need to act quickly to attempts to disable our sites and social media, so we are ready to do so at a moment's notice. Everything you need to join is listed below. It's best to visit all links and bookmark them in case one or some of them are removed or censored. And that's it. And there's a bunch of links and interviews and other Twitter accounts to follow and just a bunch of information. But that is Gideon's story. And I just wanted to read through that because we're going to follow this and we have to know how it all kind of began. And I think it's interesting to hear Gideon's story because he seems to be the guy getting all the information out and funneling it through this man, Bill Sweet of Oculum Labs, which we will look at that website as well. But first, I just wanted to point out that I find it interesting that this man chose the name Gideon because Gideon is a biblical name of a prophet in the book of Judges who rose up against the Midianites. I believe that's how it's pronounced. I'm not a biblical scholar, but he rose up against them. They were worshiping Baal and they got the Israelites to worship Baal as well, or Baal, and... They were stealing all the crops and starving out the Israelites. And they, Gideon launched an attack with few people and toppled the altar of Baal and rose up at that moment. But then the people eventually went back to their bad ways. But that's a story in the book of Judges. And the name Gideon is of somebody who was a prophet. And at a point in time, when the Israelites were led astray, and they were worshiping false gods and false prophets and doing all types of horrible shit. This man supposedly was spoken to by the Lord in the fields when he was, I think he was a farmer of some kind. And he was told to topple the altar of Baal. And he did so. And then they came after him and he fought them off with a limited amount of uh, support. I think he had a big army and then... The Lord talked to him again and said, reduce the army, and they still fought him off, and, and they took their land back for the time being. But So I just find that interesting that this man chose the name Gideon from a Bible. I don't know if he did it on purpose, but that is a story of, it's a Bible story in the book of Judges. So I find that fascinating and definitely worth mentioning because there is speculation about these evil elite overlords worshipping these old gods from Babylon, such as Baal and Moloch. So I think it's worth mentioning that he chose the name Gideon at this time in this stage of the game. And especially if this is a psychological operation that's being run as well, that these evil maniacs supposedly are using scripture and, and trying to run it in real time in an inverted type of sick twisted way so now after we just looked at Gideon's story let's jump over to the Oculum Labs website and read a little bit of information on there about the sovereign accounts of the rich and powerful 
that have been exposed. So there's a link on Oculum Labs. I suggest that you go through this whole website. There's a lot of information on here. There's a lot more communications with this Gideon fellows, a few interviews. Bill also does a daily update on here. So it's worth checking out. I'll be following along. And if there's anything else that's worth mentioning, I'll be talking about it on here. But you guys should definitely do your own research and dive into this stuff because there's a lot. And if I miss something, I'd love to see it. I'd love to hear it because I'm just one man doing my thing. So these sovereign accounts, which is the class S that was mentioned earlier. And these people, it's talking about there are some famous people that seem to be deceiving a group of of us population. Well, not, I mean, not deceiving me, but there are people who follow certain media people, personalities. And it seems that some of these people might already have a sovereign account set up for them that has no limitations and it has a balance. It says their account type is sovereign, account limits, no, asset limits, no, vaccination status, exempt, carbon score, exempt. And this is screenshots. This is this is from screenshots taken that is on this Oculum Labs website. And they got Benjamin Aaron Shapiro and Dennis Prager. And those are conservative superstars, I guess you would say. And it seems like if this is all true, they already been hooked up and that they already are aware that they are put into this class S and that they are just deceiving people with being the opposition, controlled opposition, I guess. So I suggest taking a look at this. And I'm going to read through this interview with Bill and Gideon. So Bill asks, what did the whistleblowers notice about the class system when they first started working on the software? It was obvious right away there was a multi-tiered system. Most of the world would be placed in the common category with a small percentage placed in restricted or quarantined. These categories greatly restrict freedom and capital. They require vaccination and they're closely tied to a social credit score. The sovereign category is completely different. There's no vaccination requirement, no asset limits, no bank account limits, no restrictions. There's only about 7 to 8 million of these accounts for the entire human population of the world. And then Bill asks, so your men are able to look up these accounts and see who is who in terms of class? And Gideon responds, yes, it's part of their job. They can pull up any person on earth and most of the time find them easily. They became distressed when they realized so many politicians, celebrities, and media figures were all sovereign class. In fact, these were virtually the only people who were sovereign class. Bill asks, this is top secret? I mean, no one is supposed to know about the sovereign class? And Gideon says, that is correct. The other classes will be public information when this goes online, but the sovereign classes will not be disclosed. And then Bill says, did your men look up any Congress people? Gideon says, no, they're Europeans. So they looked up some European politicians. Boris Johnson, Emmanuel Macron, and Angela Merkel were all class sovereign. Bill asks, I have some names. You let me know if you have their status or any screenshots. Will that work? 
And Gideon says, sure. Bill says, okay, let's start with the president. Sorry, the United States president, Joe Biden. We checked. He's sovereign. There's no screenshot, but I can try to get one. How about the California governor, Gavin Newsom? I think he wants to be president. Gideon, I did have them look him up, and we got a screenshot. No surprise on his status. Bill, that's what I would expect. How about Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis? We looked them up, and both were sovereign. I didn't get any screenshots, but I could ask again if I can get some. What was odd was neither of them had transferred any funds. Interesting, Bill says. Well, I guess I'm disappointed, but not shocked they are sovereigns. Gideon, we've gone over so many of these people. We found one or two exemptions to the rule, exceptions to the rule, out of all the politicians and celebrities we've looked up. Almost all are sovereign. Bill, they obviously care more about themselves than us, because they aren't telling anyone about this. They know about it, don't they? They would have to. Gideon, they do because of the inflows. We, send, we see them putting real funds into these accounts. There's no way it would happen without their knowledge. They know. Bill, but Trump and DeSantis had no account activity, no inflows. They weren't putting anything in. Maybe they don't know. And Gideon says, it's hard to say. They are among a few who didn't have any inflows. Bill, that's only mildly encouraging, assuming they don't know. When they find out and they don't tell the world, then we know they're compromised, right? Gideon says, I think it's safe to say that. They're going to find out at some point. If they don't know, so yes, that's definitely a test of their character, unless they say nothing and try to sabotage the system from within. It's an unknowable at this point. Bill, there's a list here of names I'm going to send you. Pick out the ones you've looked up or you can look up. Gideon received the list, and over the ensuing months, the white hat hackers looked up some of the names and took screenshots. Gideon, we'll start with Glenn Beck. You were curious. He's sovereign. We saw a lot of inflows into his account. And then there's a screenshot here of Glenn Beck's account, and it has a lot of, a lot of USDR, lots and lots. And then it says, we checked on Ben Shapiro, Dennis Prager, Tucker Carlson. By most standards, they would be considered mainstream conservatives who shouldn't be sovereigns or supportive of this reset. They are all sovereign, all had inflows. And then it has screenshots of all of them. And then Bill says, wow, I like them. Not anymore. These are big names. Look at Tucker's account, 500 million. Am I reading that right? Gideon, yes, but it's going to be a lot more. They're going to end up with five times that by the time this is over. They're moving all the money in pretty slowly. They get this amazing conversion rate for everything they put in. We still don't know how this is going to work. To me, it just looks like they're draining the planet of all its wealth and putting it into USDR. And then Bill says, if we put this out to the public, what's our exposure, our legal risk? And Gideon says, there might be some, but the public should know this. They should know the political commentators and journalists they trust are lying about how they are a protected class, lying or at least withholding information about this software, about this financial reset, about what's coming. And Bill says, what about the biometric ID? Should we cover that up? And Gideon says, I feel like we would be protecting them if we did that. If that makes sense, Bill says, I agree. 
Why protect them? Who cares? Let the world see their ID number. Gideon, I'm in agreement. It's riskier for us in terms of them escalating our case, but it's the right thing to do. Let the world see it. Bill says, what's confusing to me is that these conservatives are not going to be in favor of this reset. How could they support this once it happens, after it happens? What are they going to be saying? Gideon responds, my guys have given me a lot of information about documentation they were required to read. This was the sort of introductory stuff you would get if you were first learning how to use maybe Windows or any new major software. They're going to give you a presentation. Walk through. This is what this does. This is why this does this. So they learned a lot from these presentations and the required reading that came with it. Now, it wasn't explicit. It doesn't say. We're going to put the quarantined in camps. Nothing like that. It's the kind of legalese you would expect carefully worded, something like the necessary discourse needed for plausible acceptance. From all that, they concluded guys like Tucker Carlson, conservatives, they are going to speak out against this. They will be against it. They will complain relentlessly about it. But this is a big but. They will steer the conversation a certain way. They will ignore the plight of the quarantine. They will lie and say they are common when they're really sovereign. They are essentially disinfo agents. They won't be any kind of galvanizing threat to the system. They'll just whine about it. Bill, right. Okay, makes sense. They'll do what they're doing now then. Complain, but leave out certain things. Give you some truth, but not all of it. Meanwhile, they're sovereign class. Protected. Wealthy beyond belief. Gideon, they need to be exposed for what they are. Endlessly talking not really calling out the real players behind all this, not really saving the Republic, not taking any real risks that could get them hurt or deplatformed or canceled. If they're on TV and have a huge audience, you can bet they're allowed to be there. Bill, what about Alex Jones? Did you find out? Gideon says, he's sovereign, but we didn't see any inflows, so they must have a need for him. Otherwise, he would be put in the Q class and his life would be or will be over. Bill, then he's either compromised now or he will be later. Did you check Paul Joseph Watson? I'm curious about him. He's really against the New World Order. He's always bashing it. Gideon, he's sovereign. He's Here's the screenshot. And there is a screenshot of Paul Joseph Watson. Bill, unbelievable. How can he be sovereign? He must be leaving out key details. I don't watch him, but he must be doing something they want. That's what Gideon responds. Bill, what about the QAnon people? I mean, the people promoting it. I don't mean the followers. I'm assuming all the QAnon followers are restricted or quarantined. Gideon, you are correct on the followers. I haven't checked on the leaders except for Ron and Jim Watkins. It would be harder to get their names... Most of them don't use their full names. Do we know the person behind X-22 report? Bill says, well, he goes by Dave. Let me see. And then, I guess Bill looked it up. The media linked Dave to the wrong Dave. There's nothing on him. So they don't know who this X-22 is. I've, I've seen X-22. Gideon then says, we'll have to dig deeper on him. We need a last name and probably more. A birth date. And Bill says... 
I want to know if the Q promoters are sovereigns. That would tell us a lot. That would lift the lid on everything. If they're not, then we know we can trust them. If they are, then we know they're full of shit. And Gideon agrees. So Bill says, what about Ron and Jim Watkins? Those are those Q people, right? Gideon, both are common class. And Bill says, okay, that's weird. Huge promoters of Q, but common. Gideon, I looked into them a little bit on my own, and they don't have a lot of political backing or money. They're not rich from QAnon, but we know other people are. We need to look at those other people. The fact that they're common means they're not considered a threat at all, but they are not part of this cabal either. They're very low-level operators that don't have any connections. That's my conclusion. Bill says, do you think they are Q or they started it? And Gideon says, I believe they took over an account that started it on the forum they ran, and they posted a lot under it. I don't know if they do now. I think there are tons of agents involved with Q, or piggybacked, or co-opted Q, who are running the show now. They're not in charge of the narrative, in my opinion. At least not anymore. Bill, we have to follow up on the Q people. Check on more. Don't let me forget. Gideon says, I won't. I think it's important too. Bill says, I asked about Bolsonaro. Did you check on him? Gideon, yes. He's one of the rare exceptions. He's listed at restricted, and they put his vaccination status at plus five booster shots instead of the required three. That is interesting. He has a carbon score of 339 according to this screenshot, and he only has $500 in his USDR balance. That's the president of Brazil. Man, if this shit's true, this is fucking wild. So interesting. And Bill says, I'm happy to hear it. I really like him. We can trust him. What do you think they'll do to him? And Gideon says, the collapse will happen and they'll get rid of him. I know Brazil is a problem, but not a big priority either. Their number one focus is the United States by far, then Europe, then Canada, making sure they all come to heal and accept this. The UK, Australia, and New Zealand are no issue for them because in fact, they're leading this. China is on board completely. The sub-Asian countries will all fall in line. Most of Africa will comply, but their infrastructure is such a mess, it's going to take a few years to get them sorted out. The Middle East is fully on board. Iran, Pakistan, completely on board. Israel will feign a bit of disagreement with it, but in reality, they are more on board than anyone. Eventually, the world government will be moved to Israel. Hmm, interesting. India was given a lot of promises. Now they're on board. They weren't at first. Lots of pieces had to be moved around to get them on board. Now they are. For all their nationalism, they didn't care at all about the people. All they cared about was that their particular caste system was going to stay in place and their wealthy citizens were going to be sovereigns. It turns out a lot were going to get moved to common and they were furious about it. It was sorted out. Bill says, okay, we have to check on Putin. Did you get him? Gideon, no. They've searched. Some names come up. They're convinced none of those names are him. So we don't know right now. It could be he's cloaked, hidden, or just under a completely different name or a false name or maybe his real name. I think Putin just isn't his real name or the one connected to his biometric ID. Then Bill says, I bet it's not his real name. The one we know him by... Gideon says, that's my guess, because so far, they never had an issue accessing anyone. So the name just being Ron wrong would make sense. 
we just don't know his real name. Wow. I never heard that before. That That's not his real name. That's cool. Fucking, man, this stuff just, just keeps going, getting deeper and deeper. I love this. I hope you're enjoying this, by the way. I'm reading this for the first time along with you. So here we go. Bill then asks, do your guys run into issues with names? And Gideon says, well, the software is very deep. So you search a name, find the best match, line up the basics, like a birthday and go from there. If it's not clear, they have subsystems and categories you can delve into and eventually you can pinpoint the right person. Very common names do present a bit of a challenge. So if Dave of the X-22 report is Dave Smith, it will take some work. But it could, it should show who is posting under his social accounts if you look for those. Bill, what about Elon Musk? Gideon, no screenshot, but he's sovereign. Once again, not a surprise. They're all sovereign, aren't they? Bill responds. Gideon says, almost all of them. Bill, they have this locked in, don't they? And Gideon says, they do. It's decades of planning. Bill asks, can we stop it? Can it be prevented? And Gideon says, not unless I think what we're going to expose went extremely viral to the point we're talking about 50 million views. It would have to be on all the social media, people seeing this software, seeing that it's real. They have to see it's real, Bill. It can't be some article, some opinion. Do you understand? And Bill says, of course. The public is totally brain dead. It has to be real for them to even penetrate the brain damage. My opinion, your opinion, videos of Klaus Schwab admitting this, it doesn't move the needle. They don't care. They don't get it. But seeing a class system in real life in front of them... That could get them to wake up. Wow, yeah, this Bill dude is on point with that. Most people are brain dead, and you have to, you can show them all the shit in the world, and they just, it, they will deflect and deflect. It has to be real. That, may, that makes a lot of sense, man. I definitely, I, I agree with that. If this shit's real, if this if this story is is legit, and these people are really uncovering this crazy social credit system that's going to be enslave us all, then to penetrate the minds of the brainwashed masses, it's going to have to be shown in a way, like not like this, these people saying, like, this, my podcast, you show this to somebody, then like, this ain't going to do it. I, I appreciate everybody listening. Share this podcast to spread it to people because you share this with people who are open minded, and that's, you can spread the word that way too, but. The brainwashing is so deep for the mainstream media, the people that watch just consume that. And those are the people I'm talking about. That if you just sent a podcast such as this to somebody like that, it's that is no way. You can put all the links in it too, you can give them it just it's very hard. So I I definitely agree with what Bill is saying there. So Gideon goes on to say that because Bill said but seeing a classism in real life in front of them, that could get them to wake up. And then Gideon says, yes, it could. But then the brainwashing is so deep, some will say, oh, free money, a fair system, they will like it. A lot will agree with this, even if we expose it. And that's true, too. A lot people just want to be comfortable. And if you can just give them money and tell them what to do with their daily lives and, and you know, what day they can buy bread and eggs and milk. On Wednesdays, they can buy bread and Thursdays, you can get milk. Line up at your store with your USDR card. And they just as long as they know that they got their basic needs taken care of by the government or 
they're not going to go hungry and they're just nice and safe and cozy, people will definitely go along with this. And that's scary. Definitely. You know? So, what destroys it all, Bill, this is Gideon speaking, is the sovereign status. That alone destroys it for them. The liberals will hate that too. And that's why it's a very closely guarded secret and will remain one. That's why what we are doing is so dangerous. And then Bill says, I know. I very much know. We expose this sovereign thing. That is really what gets us killed. The other classes, some people won't like it. But if they're all on the same playing field, they can wrap their heads around it. They can't accept some special class that's lying to them, pretending to be something else. Gideon, that's the only way I see we win. Otherwise, it's plan B. It's looking at how we can do something by changing ourselves to sovereigns. And on the other side of this, sabotaging the whole thing. If we're not sovereign, you realize it's slavery, right? That's what Gideon's saying. Bill, yes, I'm scared to death for the people. We already have not much power. This means we have zero power. Zero. No free speech, no money, nothing. And Gideon says, if people knew how bad this is going to get... They would riot right now. They don't know. Ten people know right now. And Bill says, I've asked you this so much. You're going to get annoyed with me. But we can't switch all the Trump voters to sovereign in one fell swoop, can we? We can't do maybe 1,000. Gideon, it's by hand. It's one edit at a time. There is an option to select multiple accounts up to 500,000 at a time, something like that, and perform a mass edit, but they refuse to risk that. It would be a red flag. It would trigger something. Why was this huge edit made by this employee on this day and time sort of thing? So they can't do that, but they can make edits one by one over a few days. They've done it probably 30 times now with no problem. They go in, delete all the social data and voting data, then copy data from a random Democrat, then spoof some of it, make a few changes, then switch the class to sovereign, and then it's all set. And then Bill says, can they add USDR? Gideon, yes, they can move it. Bill, no, I mean, can they change that? Just create it? Gideon, there's no function for that. To create it out of thin air. It seems there's a reason they want to move capital, existing capital, and turn it into USDR. We think it plays into how they are collapsing the wealth of the world, like siphoning it away so the collapse actually happens. We also think it may have to do with some kind of need for accounting. For example, let's say some low-level media person at the New York Times is a sovereign. Maybe they have a net worth or liquid capital of 50000 US dollars. Now they move it into USDR. They get the nice conversion rate, but they're not going to be at the level of a billionaire. It seems like this is how they want this all done. So the sovereigns are graded based on their existing wealth under the current system. They're not just assigning people wealth. They're not saying, oh, okay, Ron DeSantis, here's one billion in USDR. No, Ron will have to slowly and carefully move his money into the account. He hasn't yet. Maybe he will tomorrow. Maybe we don't know. If he doesn't, we don't know the result of that. He will have privileges, but nothing in his account. So I'm curious how that will play out. It could be a bargaining chip. Okay, Ron, we did this reset. Here's your sovereign account, but nothing is in it. 
you have zero USDR, so you need to play ball with the program. Then we'll get you short up. If he says no, okay, he either has no money or he's going to get downgraded to common or worse. Bill says, it makes perfect sense to me. They have this game plan for maximum control. They use AI, didn't they? They're using AI for our, our writing patterns. They're doing it for everything. And Gideon says, they're doing it with everything, Bill. It makes it really hard for us to stop them. It means they know every outcome. They know our behavioral tendencies. I'm not saying they can look past free will, but they can make a really good guess. I'm really worried about the writing AI too. Right now, it's not very good. In a year, maybe two years, now it's so good just about everything you write, they can link it to your data. If you don't get changed to Sovereign, after this reset, you won't be able to write anonymously at all. If you don't even know about this, you'll get found out easily. This is where the extreme restriction to free speech comes in and renders the internet useless for people trying to resist this. They'll know it's you with any bulk of a writing sample. The voice AI is also pretty good too. Bill says the lower classes won't even know this if we don't inform them. They'll think they can still be anonymous after this reset. They won't be. And Gideon says they will falsely think they can do anonymous communications. They won't even think that their writing style or voice will expose them. They won't make the adjustments to fool the AI, which don't always work either. Bill says that's why getting your data deleted is so important. And then Gideon says yes, it unlinks you from your old data because your old data is now gone. You can write and speak and be yourself without any worry. Bill, being sovereign brings with it all of this freedom, but we still have to be smart about it. What's the risk we get found out after the reset? And Gideon says, I give it about 5% or less. It will be very hard for them to figure out that you're not supposed to be sovereign. Your old data is gone. Your writing data is gone. Your social data is gone or spoofed with that of a Democrat. Your voting data is gone or spoofed with that of a Democrat. My guys just copy the data of some liberal or Democrat and make a few changes so it looks more unique and poof. Now the system likes you. They have a randomizer they use to change online handles and spin some of the writing samples. It looks unique to the software. It takes a few hours to complete all the changes. You now have a history of posting on Reddit, supporting Bernie. The system loves you. The system thinks you're the best thing since sliced bread and has no reason to question your status. So there's almost no way for them to know. The only way is if you, as a sovereign, Start behaving in a way that gives off red flags after the reset. So we'll have to be careful. The sabotage will have to be carried out in a discreet way. Bill says, right. The deleting of the data is the game changer. I feel a lot safer and freer because of it. On the other side of this, we won't be sitting on our hands as sovereigns. We can just wreck this whole thing. Gideon says, we can if we're careful and plan. Being sovereign gives us a huge edge. They won't know who we are. They won't suspect anything. They'll think we're one of them. It's very powerful what we will be able to do. Based on what my guys can do, we can even place ourselves in better positions. There's internal data they can change, so we can put ourselves right in the mix politically. We can't make ourselves heads of state, of course, but we can move up the ladder by changing the data. They don't have redundancies for this because my guys are vetted at the top level. 
top clearances. They are not expecting sabotage from them specifically. My guys know the system better than their supervisors too. Another wrinkle in all of this. The supervisors do some basic monitoring but can't see or have any clue about these changes being made. It puts my guys in a key position position to literally save the human race. That's not an overstatement. That's the reality of this and how important this is. So that's the end of that little discussion between Bill and this man who goes by Gideon. And there's a lot in there. I found a lot interesting. A lot of what they're saying definitely rings true. But a lot of this talk about liberals and Democrats, like, I'm pretty sure tons of liberals and Democrats, as millions of those voters, are going to be put into the common class as well. So I think, oh, just put my name as some Democrat. and But then also look at Benjamin Shapiro. He's, a, he's obviously a Republican. I'm looking at the screenshot of Ben Shapiro, and he's a Republican. So I don't know. The talk of that stuff is just, it just sounds funny to me. But there is a lot of, like, interesting nuggets in this little conversation. And there's many more on this website and I'm going to dive a little more into those in some future episodes. But for now, we're going to move on and take a look at the vaccine-acquired immune deficiency syndrome, also known as VAIDS. You remember AIDS from the 80s? Well, now they added a V to it. It seems like AIDS is like the LGBTQ community, and they just keep adding letters to it. And now we got VAIDS, which is from the vaccine. And I want you to take a listen to a few clips and definitely make your own assessments about these. But I know a lot of people were talking about this. And a lot of real legit doctors who got scrubbed and demonized were talking about circumstances like this. So take a listen and let me know what you think. It decreases the ability to produce white blood cells by 50% from your first vaccine. Then, eight weeks later, which is white blood cell reproductive system, so your ability to make another generation of white blood cells is eight weeks. That's why they set it up eight weeks later, to hit it again. So you hit the white blood cell ability while it's down. So now what you do is now they, are, they, they, they decrease the saline in the second one, and they increase the uh, harmful ingredients. So now you have a shift in the ingredients. So they decrease the saline and increase. So now there's a shift. And then what they do is that second dose attacks your ability to make white blood cells by an additional 25%. So now you only have a white blood cell ability, like the ability to make white blood cells functioning at 25%. So you just wiped out 75% of your military and the ability to make that military. Then what they do is they set in the booster. The booster has 81 strands of foreign bacteria that your cells have never come across. You don't have the antibodies to fight it, but you only have 25% of your white blood cell production to be able to fight it. So it's a losing battle. So then what you starts to happen is you start to get chronic inflammation that goes to the areas that you had, uh, you had predisposition. So if you are someone that has gut health issues, that's your area that it's going to focus on. And you're going to have inflammation in the gut health. If it's respiratory, if you have a tumor or cancer, or if you have, say, endometriosis, or you have a skin condition, whatever that is, it's going to inflame that area because now the body has hit the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight, and the body has is in a chronic uh, inflammatory state with a low immunity and a low immune response. 
Then you get your second booster. What the second booster has is it has eight strands of HIV. And now what that does is it completely shuts off your ability to make white blood cells. And if you Google what that disease is, it is HIV. Wow, huh? So this video is a lady wearing a mask, and she's a whistleblower, medical professional. And I will link the video so you can watch it yourselves. I don't know where it came from. So you take that for what you want, how you want, and analyze it yourself. I'm not telling you one way or another, but I know there has been speculation about this. And like I said in the beginning, the intro, I have seen some firsthand effects after people I know have been vaccinated. And that's just anecdotal. doesn't mean anything, but I've seen it in my life. And that's my life. So I don't know what's going on in your life and the people around you. I'd love to hear stories if anybody around you has had any complications or just anything. Just let me know. Reach out. The Brave New World Order podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at BraveNWOPodcast. And let's check out the second part of this. There's a part two. Really short, same as the first. And check it out. Here we go. And the foreign bacteria, and then also eight strands of foreign HIV, along with all the other harmful ingredients, and then they remove all the saline from the first and second booster. Now, to make matters worse, during this process, 20 to 30 percent of the population is going to die every single series of this process. There's four series. They have three more boosters that are coming out, and the reason why is because once they make you so that your immune system can't make white blood cells anymore, you become dependent on the boosters to survive, just like someone becomes dependent on insulin. Big Pharma is looking for people that either die off to protect our uh, population control, and then those that don't die off, we will have reoccurring customers for life with the boosters so that they will be able to maintain income and collect the money back from all the funding that they put in to make these vaccines in the first place. So hope you um, hope that was helpful. I hope that you listen to this properly and I hope that you take the time to do your own critical thinking and just give it two to three years. Every single animal that was part that participated. So the video ended there at the end. And I hope there's a part three coming with some more information. I'm pretty sure she was going to say every animal died, but that's just my assumption. And I don't know what she was going to say, but it sounded like that. But this is all pretty interesting considering if you look at the data that's out there with the most vaccinated countries like Israel, New Zealand, they are getting sick. The people who have been vaccinated, it's you can look at the data, go check it out. Very high rates of illnesses. And if people start dying like crazy, they're going to not like tell us probably right away until it gets to a point that they can't avoid it anymore. So I'm staying on top of this because I've been paying attention. I know a lot of young people have been dying in their sleep. There's a lot of athletes who have been dropping. Lots of blood clots mysteriously popping up in people. It's all worth paying attention to. And plus, there's also this little clip from Fauci that is from a couple years ago when the vaccine was being rolled out and it's pretty revealing and it seems like people forgot what he said he said it right from his mouth take a listen to this one and then I'm gonna wrap it up 
And that's going to be it for today's show. Lots of information in this one. But before I show you this clip, I just want to thank you very much for tuning in, listening to the Brave New World Order podcast. I am very grateful for you, my listeners. I am Brandon Saint One, and you can follow and subscribe and share the Brave New World Order podcast. It helps me out. It also helps you out because then you know when I drop new episodes. So follow, like, do all that good stuff. Helps me out. I would appreciate it. But if not, just come along with me on my journey. Let's take a look at this reality. Let's dissect it. And let's try to put the puzzles, the puzzle pieces back together of what is really going on. So follow me on Twitter, Brave NWO Podcast. Email me, the Brave New World Order Podcast at gmail.com. And if you like this show and you want to see it grow, you can click the link in the show notes below and you can support the show. It helps me out. I'm the one-man gang running this show, trying to come up with ideas, trying to put together the video clips, editing all the audio to the best of my ability. And I'm learning on the fly and I'm having a blast. So thank you very much for joining me. Take a listen to Lord Fauci on the way out. And I will see you soon. Stay positive. Think for yourself. Question everything. Much love. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Normal volunteer for a phase one trial to see if it's safe. That's the fastest that's ever been done. That's the good news. The challenging news is that even at that rocket speed, it's going to take a few months to show that the initial safety is okay. Then you go into a phase two trial, which instead of involving 45 people, which we have in the phase one trial, it involves hundreds, if not thousands of people. That will take another six to eight months to even know if it works. So at the fastest we can go, it's going to take a year to a year and a half to know if we have a vaccine that we can use. There's another element to safety, and that is if you vaccinate someone and they make an antibody response, and then they get exposed and infected, does the response that you induce actually enhance the infection and make it worse? And the only way you'll know that is if you do an extended study, not in a normal volunteer who has no risk of infection, but in people who are out there in a risk situation. This would not be the first time if it happened that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety actually made people worse. There was the history of the respiratory syncytial virus vaccine in children, which paradoxically made the children worse. One of the HIV vaccines that we tested several years ago actually made individuals more likely to get infected. So you can't just go out there and give it